Hi, everybody. This is Roy George. I'm so excited to have this guest on today. I have wanted to have this guest on since the day I started this podcast, and it has all finally worked out, all in good time. And I am so pleased and so excited to welcome Billy Stritch. How are you, sir? Hey, Roy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. It's so great to talk to you. It's so, I've seen you perform all over, and so it's nice to just sit down and chat for a little bit. Fantastic. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I hear that you just got done, well, for a little bit anyways, playing for Mr. Tony Bennett around the country. Uh, yeah, we just got back from seven cities, seven shows uh, in about two weeks. And oh um, and we're going back out next week for three more, you know. So he's staying pretty busy, I have to say. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he does about, looks like he does about 80, 80 to 100 shows a year. So that's quite a lot. That's quite a hectic schedule, especially for someone, well, for anyone, but for someone 90 years old. That's oh, my gosh. Schedule, I think. And I've, mm. I've heard he's still got it, and he's still killing it out there. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. He sounds fantastic, and the audiences are loving it, and he really does a, a great show. And, uh, you know, it's kind of thrilling, you know, to, to be there on stage with him all the time and hear this guy still doing what he does so well. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky to be doing it. And the stories he must have are fantastic, I'm sure. Sorry? The stories he has are fantastic, I'm sure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, and he doesn't do a lot of stories in the show, but certainly he's shared some things with me in rehearsal, you know, just about certain people that he knew, how he knew Judy Garland, and how he knew Leonard Bernstein, and... Um, you know, of course, he knows every. He knew everybody. You know, how, how would he? Why wouldn't he? You know, so <laughs> so it's um, um, it's quite a life he's had, and uh, um, you know, he's he's kind of been been there through through so many eras of music, and it's it's so nice that what he does is still being loved and respected and appreciated and uh, supported the way it is. I mean, we we played a sellout house with all over the place. That's awesome. So it's fantastic. Now, I would love to know if you had to go back in time and pinpoint the start of your career in the professional industry, where would it be? When I started, um, I think, well, my first professional thing that I did was probably when I played for a wedding reception when I was uh, maybe 13. So that was 1975, because what, I'm 55 now. So, um, yeah, that was my first gig. A girl down the street in my neighborhood was getting married, and her parents had the reception at their house. And so I brought my electric piano. I had a Fender Rhodes electric piano, (laughs) and we set it up outside of their house, and I played for the reception. And I made $50, and I thought I was rich. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's 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 kind of that's kind of cool when you're fifteen. So I mean, you're thirteen, you know, and um, just sitting there getting money comes naturally. Um, and then shortly thereafter, a couple of years after that, I started playing in the uh, piano at the happy hour at the, at the country club. So I did that a few a few summers, and that was great too because I was getting paid, you know, making money every week, getting a nice check for. Uh, you know, certainly nice for someone who was still in high school. So, right. you know, so I've been pro- I've been professional for a while. I have to say, I started fairly young. That's so cool. Now, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Sugarland, Texas, which is 
a suburb of Houston, Texas. Okay. Uh, when I was growing up there, it was a really small town, um, but it has grown steadily over the years. Now it's a, a now it's a suburb community of about I want to say maybe eighty five or ninety thousand people. Oh wow! It's become big, and that's actually where I'm headed with Tony Bennett next week. They've opened a brand new theater there, oh, and we're one of the first acts to work it. So that's that's exciting. That's, That's great. great. So you get to go so back see my home. mom and my sisters and lots of old friends. That's awesome. So now yeah. you are known as the pianist and music director extraordinaire. Do you miss the performing side of things? I know that you get to in some uh, concerts that you get to play, but do you miss that side of it? But the performing side? Well, it's all performing, you know. I mean, and luckily I, a lot of the people I work with, I sing with as well. I don't really sing with Tony. But, uh, you know, with, when I work with Linda Lavin, I sing. When I work with Christine Ebersole, I sing. Um, over all those years, I work with Liza Minnelli, I sang. Um, you know, and I do, I do a fair amount of my own shows, you know, uh, not a, not a ton of them just because working with all these other singers keeps me busy. But, uh, I try to keep my hand in and I sing every Monday at Birdland. Um, and then Sunday night at the Carlisle, you know, uh, that's a singing gig. So I don't really get, you know, I don't, I don't I have a chance to get tired of that. I'm always kind of keeping my, keeping my hand in. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I love that. I mean, that, I love performing. I love, the most fun is to collaborate with someone on stage. You exactly. know, that connection. That's really the most fun. Now, as an actor, or as a performer, you know, as a, somebody who's going and pounding the pavement, you go to these equity auditions and non-ec auditions and you stand, stand in line for many, many hours and then go in and be seen for 16 bars. How is it different for you to book? Because you've worked with some insane artists. How does that come about, if you don't mind my asking? Well, you know, I just have been lucky to kind of put myself out there in the right place at the right time. Certainly my relationship with Liza came about because I was playing in a club and she heard me, you know, and, uh, and we had a lot of mutual friends. So there was a lot of people that could vouch for me. Uh, she and I just connected really, really well on a, on a personal level. And this was, uh, you know, 26 years ago. So, uh, that was good. That was after I'd spent a decade, uh, working with a vocal group. So, you know, I was always out there working. We, even though, uh, you know, in the eighties, I was working with this group and even though we were, Based out of Houston, we were working in New York, we were working in California, we were working in Europe. We had a manager who was booking us a lot, so so that helped. And then when that ended, you know, I just positioned myself in New York, and everything kind of took off. I will say it's it's really being in the right place, right at the right time. A lot of these things came about. My working with Christine Ebersole came about because we were cast in the show Forty Second Street together. So we became friends over that period. And then when she wanted to do nightclub work, you know, that was kind of a no brainer. Um, and then Linda Lavin's been a friend of mine for so long, you know, when she decided she wanted to do club work, she came to me, you know, knew that that's what I did. So, you know, it's lucky because what I do, I've never really had to audition for. Right. People have really come to me and it's kind of worked out. I mean, I have so much respect for actors and performers who who get out there and put themselves out on the audition line all the time because that's tough it takes a lot of discipline and it takes a pretty thin, thick skin so um you know I, I have a lot of respect for people who do that but luckily for me i've never really had to put myself out there in that way that's so, so awesome um you know but i'll just say the short answer is just being in the right place 
right. at the right time and being prepared to do what whatever comes along. Absolutely. Now, what is it like yeah. to come up with a show like that? I would assume there's like scads of music, but you have to narrow it down to a theme or to an event. What is it? Oh, my, my own show or what, what do you mean? Um, oh. Either or. So uh, let's go with your show first. Well, you know, I, I spent a lot of time doing a show which was a tribute to Mel Forme, so that was kind of the way that narrowed itself down. Um, you know, there's invariably some sort of theme, although the shows, um, you know, with, with Linda Lavin, those shows, those shows pretty much, I have to say, she finds the material and comes to me with it, and we, and then I kind of arrange it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's usually the one that comes with the ideas. Uh, same thing with Christine Ebersole. Um, you know, the stuff that I do with Jim Caruso, we find the material together. Um, you know, and with Liza, you know, a lot of the material was, was hit songs and things from shows, but, but we would find things together. Um, uh, it's just, that's part of the fun is, uh, is, is trying to find material that's, that's, that's suited for the performer. But, uh, um, I will say a lot of the times, uh, the, the person I'm working with does that, most of that on their own. So um, I just kind of then come in together and help them structure it and arrange it. So, um, you know, but it just, I have this incredible big collection of, of music and things that are recorded that, you know, I, 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 and then I have a good memory so I can go back and go, oh, gee, I remember something from years ago that may fit and I have to go find it. And, and um, you know that's just that's just the benefit of doing this for so many years. I just have a lot of lot of music I remember now, so right. <laughs> that helps. Now, is there ever? I mean, I'm sure everybody's experienced this, but when you're writing a show or you're coming up with arrangements, have you ever just been stumped with a number that you're like, I don't know what to do with this? It's been done every way. What do yeah, we do? that's happened. Yeah, that's happened before. Um, invariably, I feel like if you have to work too hard to find a way to do something that maybe it's not the right thing to do, you know. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't want any, I don't, never want any of the uh, arrangements or the settings of the stuff to sound effortful or to sound like they're not quite natural. So um, um, it doesn't happen often, but, yeah, it has happened. Um, you know, uh, what can I say? You know, it just uh, sometimes it's just that's just a sign to kind of move on from it to right. something else. Now, not to dish or anything like that, but is there a particular show that was just so, I don't want to say cumbersome to put together, but it just took so much emotional effort and so much physical effort just by how detailed it was and how much was involved in the arrangements? Well, the show I did with Liza, the uh, Liza's Palace show, that, that took a lot of, I mean, it didn't take a lot of effort uh, emotionally. There was just a lot of elements that had to be coordinated mm-hmm. because uh, we were part of the show, we were, we were recreating a lot of the uh, vocal arrangements that her godmother, Kay Thompson, had done years ago. Um, so, uh, you know, because I have a big vocal background in vocals, vocal arranging, um, you know, recreating that stuff, that took some time because none of it was written down, so I had to kind of go through and uh, kind of transcribe a lot of it and also make it viable for the four guys that were singing in our show um so that was that was a big element arranging it for the 12-piece band was a big element and then you know putting it together you know to tour it i mean there's a lot of 
you know, things that I didn't have anything to do with, but just a lot of elements like the costumes, the lighting, the direction, all that stuff. It's exciting to work on a show on that scale, but the larger the scale is, as you can imagine, the more more things have to be coordinated. So, um, so you know, a lot of things just take more planning, but I'm trying to think of something that was emotionally difficult, um, and, I, and nothing really comes to mind. You know, everything's, uh, you know, been really kind of fun and uh, great and some things just take a little more work than other things but uh, uh, maybe digging a little deeper but nothing's been terribly difficult emotionally or in any other way okay to answer your question (laughs) now so you're my musical influence I'm interested to know who your musical influence is oh gosh well I have a I have a few I mean I I um, always love there's a, a, a Kind of, uh, there was a pianist who, who was a, also an arranger, and he's not well known, not a household name. His name was Richard Rodney Bennett. He was a friend of mine. He scored movies and also kind of dabbled in classical, but he was a fantastic pianist. Sadly, no longer. Uh, but a great cabaret artist. Uh, there's a, a, I love the love the singers. Matt uh, King Cole, someone I love. Obviously, Mel Forme, I love. Um, composers, I love Cy Coleman. I got to know Cy Coleman because uh, um, I think we admired each other's, I certainly admired his music, but he was also a really fantastic jazz pianist, and I admired that, and I think he admired what I did. Um, so, you know, he was an influence for me. Uh, Bill Evans is another pianist that I love. Mm-hmm. Dr. Peterson. There's a few. Um, uh, there's a singer who's kind of retired now, but a pian- cabaret singer, pianist named Charlie Cochran, who I just adore. He's, he, he lives in Florida now. We're friends. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a few. That's, that's, those are the ones that come to mind. George Shearing, another pianist I love a lot. Um, I tend to kind of gravitate toward uh, pianists who, ha- who have a little bit more of a elegant kind of sensibility. Okay. You know, I love Good chords and good taste. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that, that kind of thing. Good voicings, and that's kind of who I try to be as well. So what inspires you to continue doing what you do? Well, honestly, Roy, there's like nothing else that I'm really able to do. I mean, this is such a, a clear-cut, clear sign talent that I've had forever. And it's something I've always been drawn to from my earliest memories and I, I sort of always felt like that this would be um, what I would do in my life. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, there's re- just really nothing that comes as easily or is as exciting for me to do. I love show business. I love that it's not predictable. Um, I, I don't think I would do well working in a nine-to-five situation in an office. Right. Um, I like the variety of it. I like the travel of it, and I like... Um, you know, being out there in front of audiences because I think it's a wonderful uh, privilege and opportunity that I have to uh, to share my talent with audiences and, and uh, you know, they have a great time and, um, you know, entertaining is a great gift to be able to, to do that. You know that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, there's something wonderful to be able to get back there and kind of make people happy, even if it's just for a small amount of time. So um, um, I, I never considered doing anything else. You know, this was always what I was felt like I was going to do, and luckily it's worked out. Exactly. That's so awesome. 
What? Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. having been in the industry for as long as you have, what is a really hard lesson that you could pass on to somebody to know ahead of time before they get there to that point? I'm sorry. I missed, I didn't hear what the middle part of what you said. Having been in the industry, go ahead, say it again. I'm oh, sorry. It's okay. What's a, I'm sure that you've learned some really hard lessons. Is there any of them that you can pass on to the Oh, well, okay. Um, well, you know, I haven't learned hard lessons in terms of things that have been hurtful. But um, I, I said this, I usually always come back to this. Uh, the thing that I've learned that served me really well is to, you know, try to be as available for what comes along. Uh, I always try to really show up for things. I, I um, you know, I, I will invariably get calls out of the blue from for people. It happens, and I, I always try to explore those opportunities. That I, I think the point is not to really say no, um, you know, because, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I remember years ago, um, this girl that I had met in Houston wanted to get together and write music, and I had never really done that before, but we got together a few times, and we started writing together, and uh, that ended up being very successful. So, you know, you just never know. Um, what there's, there's just no way to know ahead of time what's going to work and what doesn't. So right. I think the biggest lesson that I, I try to impart to people is, like, show up, go, put your talent out there as many places as you can. Um, you know, we do this open mic night at Birdland every, every Monday, and, and people come and sing a number. You never know who's going to, you know, it's just wonderful to, to kind of be up, able to get there on the stage and, um, and, and show your stuff off. So, um, you know, but it's just be available, be present, show up, um, don't say no. Um, those are, those are really good lessons for me. And that's something I still try to live by. It's so awesome. It's so true. It's so true. Be available for anything that comes your way. Just about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's clear every now and then there's something that's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to have anything to do with that. But, right. uh, you know, at this, at the level that I'm at, you know, there's a lot of good things that come along and I, it's exciting. You know, right. I mean, I, listen, I did not have any idea, uh, the middle of last September that I would be working with Tony Bennett and then the phone rings and out of the blue and then three days later I'm, I'm signing on to work with him. That's totally insane. out of the blue. That's insane. So, you know, it's just that you just never know in my business where the next thing's going to come from. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. working in the high school department for me as a theater teacher and, you know, music educator and things like that, what advice or what, what would you ask of our educators to help get our kids ready for the next level, whether they're on stage, whether they're music directing, they're playing, what would you ask of our teachers? Well, I mean, I think you probably are, are uh, and I'm sure you're really, really encouraging to your students, you know, that's the thing. I think in this business, you know, what the main thing is to is is to is to be encouraging, be positive, uh, try to show your kids uh, how to move to the next level to help them get to the next level. I'm sure uh, you 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 work in high school, so I'm sure that part of what you do is to help them get to the colleges they want to get to. Um, you know, do those kind of things, and uh, um, I think that's the, the the main thing is just to be as positive. Because that's the part of your life that you look back on. And I swear, you know, 40 years later, I look back on my teachers in high school and they were so supportive 
and really great to me and 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 never I always felt like you know um, my talent was really valuable and you know they they really just helped me kind of move it on so um, and again I would say to the kids you know just show up I mean high school's a little young but once you get uh, you know into college you know the many the, the, the many chances that you can to to get on a stage, you know, to, to get up there to play to to play in a, if you're a musician to play in a band with other people, um, if you're a singer to, to go to open mic nights, if you're an actor audition for as many things as you can. I mean, that's the way it happens. That's also the way you make friends. I mean, the people that you meet at show business are really wonderful, funny, great people. So um, it's a we are from a really fun tribe of people and most of the rest of the world doesn't quite understand the sensibility that we have but uh but uh i love people that are that are in the same business and i know you do too absolutely they become really good friends and people that you really enjoy being with and they shape your life so exactly uh, just put yourself out there that's the main thing show up put yourself out there that's so awesome now, when you just have a day where you do nothing, which I feel like doesn't happen all the time, what is your go-to musical genre? Uh, listen, I don't spend a lot of, honestly, this will be disappointing, but I really don't spend a lot of time listening to music if I'm not working. <laughs> I mean, if, unless, I, unless I'm working on another a new project or something, but just as leisure, um, I... I'm more of an old movie person. Okay. Um, you know, that kind of thing. I don't really just put on music for enjoyment because a lot of times I found it distracting to what I'm doing. But if I were going to put on, you know, every now and then, I mean, like I have some friends who have wonderful, some wonderful singer friends. My friend Gabrielle Stravelli is a fantastic up-and-coming jazz singer. I'm enjoying her new album quite a lot. Um, you know, so every now and then I'll get on something and I'll listen to it a lot. But uh, just generally as a rule, I don't spend a lot of time listening to music. If I do, it's music from shows right? or it's jazz jazz and pop, traditional pop singers, that kind of thing. Um, I'm also really enjoying Alison Krauss's new CD, which is a bunch of cover songs of, of more pop and country things, but it's with a big orchestra. Oh, cool. So that's very appealing. So, um, you know, I just, I, I, I'll find certain things and I'll listen to for a while. But, uh, um, you know, but I, I just don't spend a lot of time listening to music all the time, all day long. Right. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Plus, I don't drive. You said living in New York, it's not like I'm getting in a car all the time. Right. But I do find, like, if I'm out of town and I rent a car... Uh, it's great to have Sirius. I put on Sirius Broadway or, or the Sinatra, you know, just the standards, that kind of thing. And I'll have the music on them. But, you know, if you don't have radio, like, in your life all the time, that's, a, you know, then you're just not listening to music. And I, I see people on the street with their, you know, listening to music on their headsets. I'm just not like that because if I'm walking on the street, I kind of want to hear what's going on around me. I don't right. want to... You know, I don't want to be isolated from it. So, <laughs> is there any pop artist more in that has just come to be um, in the last maybe five or six years that you are just dying to collaborate with for whatever reason? Pop artist? Yeah. Um, well, no, not really. Um, I love Adele. I think she's got a fantastic voice. 
um, you know, it's, every now and then you'll hear somebody who really, really sings really well. They don't scream, you know, and they, they don't riff all the time. And she's one that I really like. Um, you know, I, I, I've really been lucky that I've worked with a lot of people that, that I love. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say no if I ever got a call from Barbara Streisand to work on something together. I mean, we have met over the years, but uh, we've never worked together, and that would be fantastic. You know, she's still, you know, I'm pretty old school, so, you know, she's someone I love, and I would show up anywhere to see her. So, um, but uh, I just off the top of my head, any of these new people, honestly, I don't really know a lot of the new people. That makes me sound really old, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm becoming an old person. That's too funny. As somebody who just mm-hmm. adores the legends that you've gotten to work with and some that you haven't, do you find that that style of music is not often taught or that style of storytelling through song is not often taught? Uh, not often taught? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on where you seek it out. Um, you know, people always say, you know, every now, every now and then, like, I'll, there'll be somebody incredibly young who comes into cast party at Birdland, someone like maybe teenager in their 20s, and they sing these standards. And I'm just convinced that if you like this music, you, 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 you end up seeking it out. Right. Or somehow it finds you. I mean, it's just there. It, you know, in spite of the fact that there's really no radio stations that play it, you know, if you love traditional pop, great American songbook, that kind of stuff, you, you, you find it. Um, you know, so, and, and, and there's some teachers that teach, um, teach uh, vocal styling or, or coaching. You know, if you find a really good coach who understands that music. And I suppose, and, you know, there's some colleges that, um, that include that in their music curriculum. But um, I just think it's not so mainstream, but it still is easy to find. You just kind of have to dig to find it with all, all the resources now, the iTunes and the Spotify and Pandora. You know, you can pretty much find anything that's ever been recorded. Right. So it's not, not really hard to find. You know, you just have to dig past uh, tradition. You have to dig past FM radio to find it. That's so awesome. So what do you do in your leisure time when you're not on a plane or flying somewhere, driving somewhere? What do you do when you just get to... Uh, I I do a lot of reading and I, um, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I love old movies and I do, you know, I, I I try to keep up on, on on new movies too, you know? Um, so, um, I mean, that's, that's really what I do. I I try to stay in touch with my friends in New York and, you know, go to dinner, that kind of thing. Just the normal things, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, um, you know, I'm not, there's not like a big sport I'm into or anything like that, you know? Um, but, uh, and I don't, I don't needle point or paint or do any, anything <laughs> like that, but, uh, but you know, I'm a big reader and I'm a big, um, uh, you know, a movie watcher and TV watcher too. So, so that, that, that really fills most of my free time. That's awesome. Well, I would love mm-hmm. to play a rapid fire game with you just so our listeners can get to know you, um, just you as a person. And I have some real fun questions that I would love to just throw at you and see how you answer at first thought. Okay. All right, here we go. What right. is your favorite color? Uh, orange. Favorite candy? Uh, Kit Kat. Favorite TV show? 
right now, I'm, I'm loving This Is Us. Yes. So good. Oh. Yeah. Uh, favorite pre-show meal? Pre-show meal. I don't really eat pre-show, honestly. I eat post-show. Well, that's so my next my question. My favorite post-show meal is like a plate, plate of pasta. Yes. Yeah. Now, and I know that you're super busy, but do you have a favorite show that's currently running on Broadway? A favorite show currently running on Broadway. I don't have a, a favorite. I love the Book of Mormon. I love Hamilton. Uh, there's quite a few still running that I, I enjoyed. I just saw Sunset Boulevard. That was great. Uh, we're going to see Hello, Dolly in a couple months with Bette Midler. I'm excited about that. So, you know, there's a few good things. But uh, something playing right now that's just absolutely my favorite, I, I can't think of one that I would say towers above the other. <laughs> That's awesome. What about a cast recording that you go to? What about what? A cast recording that you would go to. Did you say tractor pulling? (laughs) No. Cast recording. Oh, cast recording. (laughs) No, tractor pulling. I like that better. (laughs) Cast recording. Okay. Um, Let's see. I love... Let's see. I, I like the Hamilton recording. I love um, the recordings. I like the, the original chorus line recording. That's a great one. Uh, I love the recording of Fun Home. I love that show, and I found myself listening to that recording a lot. I just got the recording of Dear Evan Hansen, but I haven't listened to it because I haven't seen the show yet. Oh, um, so I, I, like, I, like, I like some of the old ones, you know, from the 60s, like, uh, you know, the West Side Story, that original one, and... Mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, the, the Hello Dolly one. And, you know, there's just, just great ones. I have a lot of them. So, that's awesome. you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time listening to them. But, but uh, you know, I, I do love the, the chorus line one. That's a great one. So, oh, I love it. What is a guilty pleasure snack for you? Guilty pleasure snack. Twizzlers? Okay. Pull and peel or the already... The single ones. Well, I like the pull and peel, but 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 either one's fine. I mean, they're all they're they're okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite holiday? Um, I well, Christmas. Yeah. Favorite season? I, I, yeah, I, I think Christmas is it. I'm trying to think if there's another one I like even more, but no, Christmas. <laughs> favorite season? Fall. Favorite coast, East Coast or West Coast? Oh, the East Coast. And how about your favorite vacation spot? Vacation, but I loved, I, I did have a vacation in Turks and Caicos, and that was quite wonderful. Ooh. I would go back there. Okay. Uh, any minute, or, or, any, or anywhere like in the south of France, mm-hmm. you know, Italy, that was, that's all good. The Mediterranean, mm-hmm. anywhere in there is great, really oh. good. How about a dream role that you wish to play or that you have already played? Um, there's a role in there playing our song. Uh, I would like to play that part, uh, okay. you know, the song Wider Vernon. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great part for someone who plays the piano. Right. So, that's and awesome. sings, and that, so, you know, that would be a fun one to do. I'm probably too old now to do that, but, yeah. <laughs> no such thing. No such thing, exactly. Now, on this show, every time I have a guest, I like to have the guest before leave a question for the guest after, and they don't know yeah. who it is. So I have a question for you from our previous uh, guest. Okay. And they asked, who would play you in a Broadway musical about your life? 
Who would play me in a Broadway musical about my life? Wow, that's... Mm. I honestly don't... Oh, yeah, that's hard. Uh, who would play me in a Broadway... I'm just drawing a blank, Roy. I'm really sorry. In a Broadway musical about my life. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm totally blank about that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, in the old days, I, you know, people always said, oh, Rick Moranis really looked like me, but that's, you know, that, oh, that's that was a while ago, and okay. he doesn't work anymore, so I don't know, you know, if that's really a valid answer. Um, so, um, I, I'm going to just have to leave that there. I can't really <laughs> think of anybody. Okay. So, I know that's lame, pretty lame, isn't it? That's too yeah. funny, but I've never... Who is that? Who is that? Who is the person who asked that question? Her name is Sarah Shaw, and she is a dancer and teaches for Broadway Dance Center. Oh. And she also just okay. booked Jesus Christ Superstar at a Arizona in a oh, Arizona. Fantastic. So yeah. All right, great, fantastic. And I would love for you to leave a question for our next guest, but I can't tell you who it is. Okay, well you don't know who it's going to be, so I will say, uh, what is what was the what was your first record or CD? that you really remembered buying and loving and listening to all the time? Awesome. That's a great question. Is that a good question? That's a great yeah. question. Okay. Good. That's perfect. Well, this has been so much fun, and I cannot thank you enough for taking some time out of your insanely busy schedule to talk to me. Well, it was a pleasure. I'm glad we finally did it. We've been talking about it for a while. We so. sure have. Thank so. you again, and all of your music is available on iTunes and on Amazon and I believe Spotify. Yep. It's a little bit of everywhere. And so our listeners can catch you on those platforms. You're also on YouTube and you can look up the Tony Bennett tour schedule and you might see you playing on That's stage correct. with him. There's yep. so many different ways That's to correct. find where Billy Stretch is. And he will be in Texas in his hometown in just a little while. So check that out, friends. That's right. Okay. Great. I thank you, and I am so appreciative, and I cannot wait to see you the next time our paths cross. Great, Roy. Take care. Thanks, you too. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.